Welcome to We55. We're your hosts. I'm Sudaya Francisco. And I'm Brielle Blackshear. This is a Princeton Alumni Corps podcast from 12 Stockton. And Princeton Alumni Corps is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to mobilize people, networks, and organizations for the public good. All right, so welcome back, folks, and we're going to be continuing the conversation around teacher prep, like in our last episode where we had Anne Katina, uh, Dr. Todd Kent, and Barbara Fortunato. So we have a really cool guest today who is also a continuing fellow, and I will let her introduce herself. Hi, thanks for having me, Soraya and Brielle. Um, I'm Anna. Uh, I was a class of 2018 comparative literature major. And last year, I was a P55 fellow in Washington, D.C. at Capital Partners for Education. And I've returned to Princeton to do the teacher preparation program. I'm teaching 11th grade American literature and AP Lang at Princeton High School and working to get my teaching certification in high school English in January, hopefully. Um, Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Yes, well, thank you for being here, and we're happy to have you. So let's dive right in, and let's talk about how your experience has been um, with teacher prep. It's been amazing. So I took two classes in undergrad as requirements for teacher prep, educational psychology, and then methods for teaching and learning. Those were really helpful, but there's nothing like actually being a teacher in a classroom. And that's what this ninth semester, so-called ninth semester of practice teaching really is. You're given 100 students, in my case, high school juniors, and you become their full-time teacher after four weeks of observation and co-teaching. That's It's been so rewarding for me to kind of relive my high school experience in a way, but also get those practical skills of teaching, grading papers, planning lessons and everything else that comes with it. Four weeks. That sounds pretty intimidating. Observing and then going right in there. (laughs) Yeah, I took over fully after four weeks. But honestly, having the autonomy to do what you want in your classroom and knowing that kind of whether you sink or swim is based on your ability to make things happen. It's kind of being thrown in at the deep end, but it's also really exciting challenge. And it's not really that you don't have any support. Teacher prep offers, you have a supervisor, you have your 401 teacher, which is Professor Katina, and I also have a mentor through P55. So as well as my cooperating host teacher and all the other teachers in the English department at Princeton High School. So I feel very supported and I was ready to take over after four weeks. It hasn't been smooth ride, but it's been a fun one. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, And so what, I don't know if you mentioned this, what grade are you teaching? So I'm teaching 11th grade American literature, which is funny for me because I didn't grow up in America and I actually didn't have very much exposure to American literature. So I feel like I'm learning right alongside the students. Um, We've done Ben Franklin, we've done Walt Whitman, we've done The Crucible, uh, we've done Anne Bradstreet, all these people and books that I actually didn't have much exposure to. So I've been learning a lot, doing a lot of research uh, late nights at the library um, and I'm also teaching AP Lang, which is interesting for me, too, because I never took AP Lang. But teaching the students those skills that are going to get them so far in college and career, those writing and reading skills has been the highlight of the semester so far. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of highlights, if you want to share what your favorite thing so far has been about just teaching in general and what you've learned about it, and then also like 
what would you say is the most challenging bit for you when it comes to teaching? <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> yeah, so the most fun part, honestly, my AP classes have been so much fun. They are so dedicated to the material and to gaining mastery that they are willing to put in that extra effort, even at the end of a day, a long day, a long week. And acting out the crucible has probably been the most fun. So they get up to the front of the room, we assign roles, they do accents and voices, and the other students follow along and take notes, and we arrange the stage, and we have props and all those things. So that's what's been most exciting. Um, I kind of get to live out my dream of being a theatre director, as well as <laughs> pausing the students, talking about the play. They have so many discussions about moral judgment. Like, they love to judge the characters and talk about moral dilemmas. And so the lively discussions from AP has been the highlight. The hardest thing is surprisingly grading and not just the grading and giving feedback because that's fine. And yes, it takes my weekend, but they do give me fun things to read. So the essays are very fun to read, but putting a number on it. I spend my whole afternoon with my co-teacher this afternoon trying to put grades on the essays and we couldn't agree and I'm too nice but those are skills that will be learned over time yeah, yeah absolutely thanks for sharing that it's great so um let's talk about you know case management as opposed to teaching what are the differences uh that you have noticed uh with managing both of those yeah so in Washington DC I was a case manager and program coordinator for an education nonprofit. So I had a case of 60 students, which at the time seemed huge, but now that I have 100 students, I guess it wasn't that big to start off with. But um, I'm really glad I had my experience in DC being a case manager because you're not performing the whole time. There's time, a lot of time to step back and reflect. You're having a lot of difficult conversations, often one-on-one -on -one with students. You're trying to look at your case set as a whole and troubleshoot issues. That's somewhat the same as teaching, trying to use data to inform your analysis, surveys in the case of case management, um, and phone calls and conversations versus essays and tests. But in Washington, D.C., I was also working a lot on kind of bigger projects, like writing curriculum or planning events that were a little bit different to what being in the classroom where it's like full on intense for brief spurts of time. I really like both of them, honestly, and there's a lot of overlap. The sense that you you are trying to create spaces in which students feel comfortable to express themselves and build relationships, whether that is one-on-one -on -one or in a large group, like a classroom. A lot of the skills I think are transferable. And writing curriculum has been a great preparation, even if it was college readiness curriculum last year and this year it's the crucible. Um, the skills of thinking about what would be fun for students to do and what activities will lead to their learning I think those are transferable as well. So I think my P55 experience at Capital Partners for Education last year really set me up for teaching in a way that being thrown into teaching wouldn't have, wouldn't have, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, so how do you see this trajectory of you have P55 and teacher prep, and then you're going back to P55, which we'll touch upon in, in a few minutes, um, what that trajectory looks like for you for the next few years, which I know is kind of intimidating to ask. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the other thing is that I'm thinking a lot about is obviously education, you have to think of the whole ecosystem. Like students don't learn in a vacuum. So much happens to them outside of my classroom and they're only there for 45 minutes of the day. So P55 and Capital Partners for Education last year got me thinking about kind of the student as a whole person, where they spend their time, 
who are the key figures in their life, spending a lot of time communicating with parents, uh, counselors. So thinking kind of about the larger like ecosystem in the community, whereas now I'm kind of actually seeing like what happens in the classroom and having that sense of how that's informed by everything else in the student's life has been so valuable. So I'm going to be bringing that information with me back into working in nonprofit outside of a school setting, for sure. Where, in terms of where that takes me in the future, I, I don't know. I definitely love English teaching. I think I would be very happy to be an English teacher for the rest of my life. But again, there's some parts of the case management and the working behind the scenes, so to speak, a little bit that were really appealing to me, too. So Whatever I do, I know that they've informed each other in the sense that I learned so much from case management and working in a nonprofit, and I learned so much from teaching that have been like very mutually informative. Mm. Didn't really tell you where I'm going, but I don't That's know where okay. I'm going. That's <laughs> okay. It's not a quiz. You're not being graded on your answers, right? Um, and actually, to backtrack a little bit more before we move on, I'd love to hear more. You talked about kind of your experience so far in teacher prep, but what drew you to it? How did you decide this is something I want to do this year? Yeah, absolutely. So I've always wanted to be a teacher. My parents are both teachers. Three of my four grandparents are teachers. Basically, all my aunts and uncles are teachers. (laughs) It runs in the blood. Uh, So I didn't know about Princeton's teaching program before I got here. I learned about it freshman year. And as soon as I learned about it, I knew what a great opportunity it was because I knew the kind of hoops that my parents had to jump through and, you know, getting those extra qualifications. It's not cheap and it's not easy, but Princeton does a really good job of supporting um, students as they become teachers themselves. So I signed up for the program immediately, like freshman year or maybe sophomore full. Um, And... P55 was like like a breath of fresh air for me getting out of Princeton, New Jersey and seeing a little bit more of America and the American school systems. But I knew what a good opportunity teacher prep would be. So I've been looking forward to this for a while since freshman year. Yeah. It's pretty rare that you can get a teaching qualification in such a short amount of time with such intensive support systems and it's free. So that's a huge deal as well because obviously teachers don't make a ton of money. So having a teaching qualification that doesn't put you in debt is gonna be like a huge benefit as I move into a career in teaching. Yeah, that that sounds lovely. So you may have touched on this a little bit, but um, anyone who may be interested in in the education sector post-grad, what advice would you have for them? I think that if you're interested in education, nonprofit management, if you're interested in administration or if you're interested in policy, I think it all has to start in classroom teaching. If you look at the most successful administrators or policymakers, the ones whose decisions are informed by their time in the classroom are the ones who make the best decisions for students and for teachers. So I think that whether or not you see yourself as a lifelong teacher, I encourage you to explore classroom teaching. Um, If you want to go through the route of teacher prep and get a qualification like that could be an amazing route even if you don't become a lifelong teacher but also working at a charter school just getting some hands-on experience with students and their families and their communities because too often we get administrators and policymakers who don't really understand the realities of classrooms and communities and I think that shows up in the quality of decisions that they make so 
my advice is to get into the classroom and do some teaching. Like you won't know if you like it till you do it. Um, and if you're not willing to commit for full time just yet, then do some volunteering. There's a lot of great organizations out there. There's a lot you can do at Princeton if you're an undergrad still with the Pace Center. Um, or teacher prep runs a program during the summer called PUPP, which brings students to campus during the summer. And you can be a TA or a teacher for that during the summer. So that could be a good option to explore potential interests in education as well. Great. Mm, Learned some new stuff today. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Uh, so I'd love to, because we you touched upon teacher prep, which we, we wanted to talk about since we um, have this as a two-part series. But I'd really love to hear about your experiences in your fellowship, especially in your first year, but then also how it feels to be a continuing fellow, having these kind of experiences under your belt, but then also being a part of a new cohort. I loved being a fellow last year. I feel like the P55 Fellowship is what you make of it in the sense that it's up to you to really take advantage of all the resources they provide, like showing up to events, contacting the mentor that you're paired with. Um, I had an amazing mentor last year who worked in education nonprofits um, in DC. His name is Zach Leverens. He was wonderful. He cooked me dinner at his house with his wife and his young son. And we just talked about education sector in DC. It got me a better exposition than I could possibly have learned through anything else apart from having an expert in the field whose only job was to mentor me. Um, and then this year, I actually have a mentor who's incredible as well. And she did teacher prep back in the early 2000s and is now a supervisor at a local school so hearing her experience and her trajectory has been so helpful as well whether it's me texting her late at night asking for advice on my lesson plans um, or hearing about you know the job application process and how competitive it is in this area she's been really helpful so again it's all about like taking advantage of those opportunities like you can get assigned to a mentor but how much you really get out of it is how much you put in and I feel like I put on a lot for, uh, my first year I was gonna say freshman year freshman year <laughs> on my course yeah. I put in a lot freshman year um, and they had an amazing series of events and um, seminars and webinars and all kinds of supports in place for the fellows so it really felt like I was going into adulthood but not really like having to get thrown in the deep end of adult life. Like I had some supports, people and resources that I could really pull on. And then as a continuing fellow, I feel that it's also been a really lovely community. I'm looking forward to going back to DC. The cohort's slightly larger there, but even here, like being able to meet up for lunch and hearing about others' fellows' experiences or being in contact with my mentor, like it's another piece in that community that, I've had to work hard to build since I'm not from this area. And so it's been wonderful to have kind of a ready-made community in place through P55 and through Alumni Corps. That's great. So do you think that your transition into adulthood was was a little bit easier because of Princeton Alumni Corps and the Project 55 Fellowship? That's what I'm understanding. Absolutely, because Princeton, when we're here as undergraduates, they really do take care of us. Like it is stressful, but you have all the supports, the counseling, your advisor, your department, your thesis advisor, um, the residential colleges. But it's kind of jarring to be put into the adult world without those scaffolds and those systems of support. So having that kind of sense that you can still reach out for help when you need it, and that there are people there whose job is to help you and who actually genuinely care about because when you were applying, you got to know them and you know the staff at Alumni Corps. That's, that really does ease, ease the transition to an adulthood, I would say. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. 
That's what we love to hear. I know. It's all good feelings. <laughs> yeah. Happy Monday, everybody, right? Um, so I guess what we'd love to hear is what advice, which you kind of touched on, is like really like put put into it. What you what you put into is what you get out of it. But what other advice do you have for our fellows that are listening now? Wow. Current fellows or people applying to be fellows? Because if you're just an undergraduate who stumbled across this podcast, I advise you to apply for P55. <laughs> if you're a current fellow, uh, I advise you to really um, make use of the network as much as you can. I mean, networking is basically a dirty word to me. Like, I, I hate that word because it sounds so kind of insincere and glib. But there are genuine people out there who who draw their strength and happiness from helping young professionals along the path towards a meaningful civically engaged career and I think that that idea of like building forward through future generations and for reaching out for support but also to um, share ideas with them they they are more than happy to hear from you and all my experiences speaking to whether that's alumni core board members or donors or former p55 fellows or mentors like people who are genuinely committed to this community are really happy to hear from you. So, you know, take that step and reach out and make as much, take as much advantage of this network as you can while you're still a part of it. And you'll still be a part of it next year too. Um, and then I encourage you also to take a second year if you can continue your fellowship. That's my other piece of advice. Yes, you are definitely a part of the Alumni Corps Network forever. forever. Uh, we just want to reiterate that for um, to you because you're not leaving us. <laughs> and we hope that all of our fellows stay with us um, as, as they um, move in their career. So Yeah, and I think you, you touched upon something about this, like networking, right? When we say networking, it sounds so ugh, almost sterile, mm -hmm. right? But... I think if we frame it as building relationships, it's building relationships with one another within our cohorts, within the communities, with the, with the folks that we're serving, and then just between generations, I think uh, one of our strengths is just that relationship piece. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that in Capital Partners for Education, one of the main things that we do is encourage young people to find mentors and build those relationships like a key part of yes your career and college trajectory but also just you know having feeling supported feeling like you have have a community yeah um, yeah absolutely community is big and i think it's a wonderful thing to end on it's a wonderful lovely yeah. feeling <laughs> um so we just want to say thank you so much for taking your time to just chat with us about your experiences is thank there anything else thank you so much for having me yeah um no i'm 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 excited for for another few months as a p55 continuing fellow um and i'm excited to be a certified teacher at last i know like i've put in the work and it's gonna pay off so yeah i and i'm really uh i really appreciate the chance to be able to come in and talk about teacher prep as well I really encourage you to reach out to Dr. Kent and if you're interested and set up a meeting because it couldn't hurt to find out more yeah and I just want to congratulate you on all that you've done I know that before we started recording I was telling you how you've come a long way since a year and a half when uh, we held the first orientation when you were a first year yeah. fellow so um, just seeing um, how far you've come it's been really um, rewarding and I'm I'm excited to see what else you have under your belt and in the future. So thank you. I'm, stay with I'm us. excited yeah. too. Yes, you will. I'll be a mentor. You won't be able to get rid of me. Yeah, I definitely like to hear. That's what awesome. is. Exactly. I cannot wait. I think whoever you're going to mentor is going to be very, very lucky. <laughs> so if you're interested in teacher prep, you can learn more at the website 
teacherprep.princeton.edu. Or you can email Dr. Kent at twkent, K-E-N-T, at princeton.edu. Thank you so much. And that also just in general, there's a lot of resources for adulthood and continuing after your fellowship, whatever sector that you want to go into in terms of job transitions, it's all in the fellows resource hub. And until next time, fellows, happy Friday.